This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Watch out for those fake toonies in circulation. This is kind of brilliant. I mean, if you're going to be a counterfeiter, go with the lower denominations. Mm-hmm. Because people will be looking for the the, hundred, the hundreds. It's too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you hand anybody a 50 or over. They're looking at it. They're inspecting it. And but, especially Canadian bills, they're very difficult to counterfeit. They're very complex. But toonies, yeah. I mean, you're throwing those things in vending machines. Yeah. They're rattling around in the, uh, in the cup holder of your car. You're mm-hmm. using them to buy coffee. And apparently, according to the Royal Canadian Mint, there is a bit, well, they seized already 10,000 counterfeit toonies that have made it into the Canadian banking system. They're already circulating. Okay. So those have been seized. Who knows how many are out there? <laughs> this is an ongoing issue. And there is one way you can tell if the toonie is counterfeit. Uh, the polar bear's paw. RCMP is saying that, look at the, uh, the toonie. If the paw of the polar bear has a split toe that looks more like a claw, it is most likely counterfeit. Okay, so the, uh, the real one has like what looks to be almost like three toes. I'm looking at a comparison side by side here. The other one looks like a... Uh, Moose knuckle? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> a camel's toe, Jim? Yeah, I can, I can spot a fake tootie across the yard, probably. <laughs> look at that. All it took was that little tip. <laughs> so look for a polar bear with a camel toe. Isn't it fun? Ever since toonies came out, what has it been, almost 30 years ago, 25 years? They're always, there's always a fake toonie roll around every like two or three years. It must be like the most... Uh, easy to replicate thing on the planet. Well, again, nobody's looking at the change. No, so and what are you going to do? The loony? No, Not you worth go your with, time. You go with the toony because it's <laughs> double a loony. But you think like they probably try to stop the counterfeiters? Oh, we'll do a silver outside and then the gold in the middle. That'll stop them, but it hasn't at all. Yeah, they suspect that the counterfeit coins are being manufactured in China. And shipped into the country. Hmm. They're on it, but you know, if you got a handful of change, you may want to just for fun look at the polar bear's foot. Yeah, sure. See what spot you can the knuckle. Spot. <laughs> this is going to be the new slang term. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of moose knuckle, people are going to be saying <laughs> counterfeit toonie. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, you posted something online a little earlier. Uh, Goop, Mm -hmm. back in the news, Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle brand, famous for selling some pretty interesting items Mm -hmm. for a lot of money, more money than you'd expect to pay for candles that smell like (laughs) certain things. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had put out an ad for a new product Called the diaper. The diaper. It's spelled the exact same way as diaper, but there's like an exante goo over the E, exante grab. I can't remember which one. But the basically, they showed a picture of it, and it's like in front of some leaves. It's very well photographed. It's, it's a nice a, looking diaper. It's got a G P 
period like logo on the front of the goop the the diaper and like diaper. the fancy but the diaper and fancy buttons on the side instead of these uh, scotch tapey things that you have on most diapers it's got like no, wooden buttons you don't and have kids. for it's a pack not scotch is it, tape it's like it? a velcro is it yeah i've i haven't changed a diaper in 10 years but they were they used to be scotch tapey anyway they were, said they were going to sell these things for a 12 pack for $120 so a 10 bucks a diaper and everybody's all outraged saying all all outraged saying this is terrible like how out of touch uh is Gwyneth Paltrow now they're saying no 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 this was actually a PR stunt and it was a joke uh to to shine a light on diaper tax which is like seven percent or something like that which they think is too much because it is a necessity nobody's buying diapers for fun generally so uh you know a day after they posted they say oh no 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 it was actually a pr stunt which it may have been but is it an effective pr stunt when you're joking about the products that you actually tend to sell that are overpriced like i just looked up like the most overpriced goop products a family photo album for seventy five thousand dollars a tiny treehouse you could buy for $110,000. Uh, a custom plant, $25,000. You know, all of their stuff is outrageously overpriced, so this is par for the course. Yeah, very believable. I thought it was real. In fact, it's almost like they were testing the waters to see if they could get away with it. And yeah. then as soon as it blew up, they're like, ah, no, 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 no. I, when I, Are they self-aware or not? When I first saw it, I thought it was an adult diaper. <laughs> Then I'd be in. <laughs> you know when you get pantsed at the squash court and you're 65 and you're embarrassed by what you're wearing? You want some Ooh. fancy duds under there. Is he wearing goop? <laughs> Must be doing pretty well for himself. Somebody's got a good pension. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I've been a little skeptical about this NFT craze. I haven't bought in yet, but I think this might be the game changer. Madonna is getting into the NFT game. And she's getting in crotch first. Oh. Oh, boy. Madonna will be auctioning off three NFTs. Each one is a computer-generated video where something different is growing out of her lady parts. <laughs> in one, it's a tree. Another, a swarm of butterflies. A swarm. And in the last one, little robotic centipedes. Oh, that's the one that I want. It's like the video game. The little robot <laughs> Centipede. Oh, all works God. were all works were conceived with a 3D scan. So apparently this is going to be a very realistic representation of Madonna's lady parts and she has not shown those off to anyone ever before in her career. So. No, no, unseen <laughs> to the to the eye. Right, unless you bought her coffee table book a couple of decades ago. <laughs> Leave that one out for the family and friends. Why? Because Madonna says she wanted to investigate the concept of creation, but not only the way a child enters the world through a woman's vagina, but also the way an artist gives birth to creativity. <laughs> I like how she thinks this is creative or original at all. Like, this must have well, been... when was the last time you made an NFT out of your junk? The, uh, last Thursday. <laughs> Dipped it in some paint, slapped it against the canvas, boom. <laughs> Took a picture, uploaded it, now it's digital. 
How is it not creative? I've never I've never heard of anyone making vagina art with centipedes. I mean, that specific thing, but that's something a caveman could think was art. You know, it's not original. It's not interesting. It's gross. And it's just Madonna trying to be shocking, and it's not. You haven't even seen it. I'm sorry, Taz. The swarm of butterflies coming out of Madonna's lady parts. What is gross about the uh, female reproductive system? Okay. Uh, Nothing in particular, but... You know, you're just trying to get me in trouble here. I think we all know it doesn't need to be said. First off, nobody needs to see it. Male it's or female genitalia, I you feel care. the same. This is stupid. She's like trying to be shocking and relevant, but it's like she's missed the boat already, you know, and also it's just not interesting. Well, Madonna is going to use the money raised from the NFTs to support some charities. I feel like she's going to lose money and then the charities are going to have to pay her. Who would buy this? Someone will. No, they. Someone no, bought they a won't. banana duct tape to a wall. That's art, dude. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim and Jim, I, I remember you once told us that when you were a young boy in mass, when you'd be at church with your family on Sunday, mm-hmm. to pass the time, you would daydream about what you would do if bad guys tried to take over the church. Oh, yeah. I've got about six different plans of action I could probably take a guy down with. How you would be the one who saves the day because uh-huh. you'd be prepared for it. Well, everybody else is like listening to the priest. Me, I'm checking <laughs> exit points, you know, vantage points, you know, weapons, blunt instruments. Looking for that smoke thing that the priest swings around. Maybe yeah, he can use yeah. it as a mace. Throw it as a mace. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple real life heroes who got to uh, fulfill the fantasy of becoming a hero. Here's the first one. A man with no flying experience had to land a plane when the pilot passed out. Oh, I love this one, too. <laughs> you thought about oh, it. Oh, t- I thought about it last week when I was on a plane. Bad tuna fish sandwich yeah. for the pilot. We need somebody to take the controls. I've played Microsoft Flight yeah. Simulator. I'll give it a try. <laughs> I stole a plane in Grand Theft Auto Five. Let me saddle up. <laughs> so this was in the Bahamas, single-engine Cessna. A pilot passed out. The guy who was in the plane, no choice but to land it himself. Luckily, he was able to reach the air traffic control at the Palm Beach Airport. Uh, he he said he had never flown a plane before. Here, let's let the air traffic controller, Robert Morgan, this is the guy who was on the ground, tell you about what happened. There's a passenger flying a plane that's not a pilot, and the pilot's incapacitated. They said we need to try to help them land the plane. What was the situation with the pilot? He is incoherent. He is out. Try to hold the wings level and see if he can start uh, descending for me. Keep him calm. Point him to the runway and just tell him how to reduce the power so he can descend to land. I just feel like it was probably meant to happen. (laughs) Easy for you to say. That's what all heroes say. (laughs) Here's another one. This is a guy who who got to be a hero. You know, you're fishing, you're out there uh, on the lake, and you got a lot of time to think, so you start thinking, oh, what if this happened, what if this happened? Well, what if a man was drowning and you were fishing on the shoreline? A guy in the Cleveland area, Lake Erie, near Edgewater Beach, Tuesday evening, uh, went underwater. He was under for about five minutes, people on the shore panicking. That's when a fisherman took control. He started casting out over and over again. 
And he was able eventually to hook the drowning man and reel him into shore. What? He caught the big one. Cleveland Fire Department arrived. People were giving him CPR. The man was alive and rushed to hospital. I had no idea that was possible. That's some high test. Well, I guess if you're, if you're uh, I don't know, fishing for some marlin or tuna, I guess they're pretty heavy too. But yeah, how big is the Lake Erie perch this guy was going <laughs> after? <laughs> but thank God that guy did catch him because if he didn't catch him, he'd look like the most insensitive fisherman of all time. Just still fishing. Don't worry. Everyone boys. else is panicking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll get this one. Yeah, I wonder if he was actually trying to catch the guy. Yeah, it might have been an accident. A little snag there. Want to see you peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He joins us. And Dev, May the 12th, uh, happy Kawhi Leonard the shot day. (laughs) It was three years ago today that Kawhi Leonard made the shot, as you correctly state, four bounces. It was one of the most iconic, A, like shots in terms of basketball shots, but also shots in terms of the picture of Kawhi Leonard crouched Right at the uh, corner of, of the court, right in front of the Raptors bench, is one of the best pictures I have ever seen in the NBA, and it was fantastic. It broke the Philadelphia 76ers' heart, which you love to see, <laughs> and you had the four bounces. It was just an, an incredible shot that Kawhi tried to do. Like They broke down the shot. They did the sports science of it all. It was kind of what he was trying to do, and it worked. It was awesome. It did kind of break physics too. It doesn't make sense. Even like, I'm glad they did a science breakdown on it because I still don't understand how it went in. Well, the way he was falling back and the way he spun the ball in particular to try and, you know, almost go back rim so it kind of bounced back and then it went back and forth. It was just like, it, it, it's next level sort of, you know, genius in terms of sports. Let's move to the rink. Sidney Crosby is going to be out for a while, Dev. Yeah, we don't know exactly what this story is for Sidney Crosby, but it does not look good. He took a hit to the head during the second period of last night's loss for the uh, Penguins against the New York Rangers. What happened was he collided with a Jacob Truba. I wouldn't call it a dirty hit, but I would say it's a dangerous hit. It was basically Truba's forearm or elbow that connected with uh, Sidney Crosby's head. He does have a history of concussions. He went to the bench, but you could see he wasn't right. He left the bench. He did not come back after that. And the Pittsburgh Penguins did not have an update on his condition at the end of the game. So we're a bit in the in the dark right now as to what the future looks like for Sidney Crosby. The Penguins still lead their series against the Rangers three games to two. But if they do not have Sidney Crosby, obviously, that is a major loss. Game six, Toronto Maple Leafs in Tampa Bay tonight. And you're still feeling like the Leafs could wrap it up here. I do. You know, I, I I truly think them coming from behind to win in the way they did on Tuesday is a game changer in their mentality. I think they're going to go down. I think they're going to win. A lot of the the experts on, on the betting side of things seem to think the Leafs are the favorites going into this as well. So if you're a Leafs fan, you're a little nervous. Vegas always seems to know, and Vegas seems to like the Leafs right now. Time to remortgage the house, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Here's a hypothetical for you, Jim Kelly. Okay. You just went on vacation last week Mm -hmm. with your fiance, Sarah, 
if you guys had arrived in Costa Rica and Sarah realized that she had forgotten her toothbrush, would you have been cool with her using yours? If there was no other option, yeah, I guess so. No, well, I'd say use your finger. Put two, I've done that before. Not for a whole week, but a weekend. I've used a finger. Yeah. You know? Yeah, use your finger. Better than nothing. Yeah, like sometimes you go to a cottage and you only expect to be there like one night or something like that, or you didn't even expect to stay over. So you're saying you would attempt to get her to find an alternative to using your toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, probably. I know, something about sharing a toothbrush... I find disgusting, but Sarah Silverman was on The View yesterday, and they were having this discussion. Oh, boy. And she did bring up a very good point. Not only are you sharing your bed, you're sharing your toothbrush. Ew. Really? That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I told never, you I was befuddled by that. I have never shared a toothbrush with another person in my life, and for some reason with Rory, we have never not use the same toothbrush. Now, everyone's saying that's so gross. Let me ask you something. Why is that so gross? We kiss each other where we <laughs> Not everyone does that, either. Yeah, but you're going in there in the gums and everything. It's disgusting. I mean, yeah. You're going in there with the gums. It's gross. Valid point. Why are you so afraid of your partner using your toothbrush when you do share a lot more than... Uh, toothbrushes. Sure, but those parts of your body get washed occasionally. The toothbrush never gets washed. I don't know how, you know, antibacterial soap, or sorry, uh, toothpaste is, but I don't think it's really that... I don't know, I don't know, but also, they can afford toothbrushes, plural. She's a millionaire, I don't know who her husband is, or whoever that guy, her Her boyfriend, boyfriend. but uh, there's no need. You, they give you a free one at the dentist every time you go. It really sounds like it's border borderline on a kink at this point. If they're, I get it. They're trying to brag at, how close they are. You're staying at his house for the first time. Sure. You don't have your toothbrush. That's fine. Yeah, but whatever. If you've got a key to his apartment, and maybe it's time to buy a second toothbrush. Yeah, at this point, you know, I just don't because because <laughs> they always talk about how. Your toothbrush is covered in bacteria, your own bacteria, plus all the bacteria that's flying around in the bathroom is usually on your toothbrush, too. So I... Yeah, I'm not even comfortable using my own toothbrush Exactly. Now. Like, sometimes I try not to think about it. I want to see you it's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. A lot going on today. We'll talk hockey a little later in the show. Uh, let's start with baseball here, Dev. Christian Yelich uh, did something that we have never seen before in Major League Baseball history. He hit for the cycle for the third time in his career. Now, we have seen that. He is the sixth player to have three cycles in his career. What no one else has done, though, is they've all come against the same team. The Cincinnati Reds have been the victims of his cycles every single time. He had two cycles against them in the span of 20 days back in 2018 and then again yesterday. It's pretty incredible. Now just to be clear, when you're saying uh, he, he had all these cycles, we're not talking about steroids. 
<laughs> not doing a couple cycles, you know, to get all jacked up. He, he's going single, double, triple home run. It's it's one of the hardest things to do in Major League Baseball history. I mean, when you think about it, like baseball has so many awesome stats. Being one of six players to have three cycles, it's the ultimate trivia question. No one could ever answer this one. No one, I guarantee. Well, it just happens. Except, I think for, everyone except for Dev. Write it down. Keep it in your wallet. Save it for your next sports <laughs> trivia night, Dev. <laughs> Maybe in 10 years, nobody will be able to answer it. Okay. No, I can tell you right now that the, the six players who have ever hit for three cycles, John Riley, Bob Musel, Babe Herman, Adrian Beltre, Trey Turner, and now Christian Yellick. No one will, I mean, people, if, if you remember this, <laughs> you'll you'll now know it, but no one could get that. It's one of so the best trivia questions could, out there. He might be the only one to have four eventually though he could i mean all that has to happen is he just never plays cincinnati again because he can only hit the cycle <laughs> against the cincinnati reds okay football tom brady he's got a nice little retirement gig lined up first off tom brady just does not want to be around his family on sunday apparently um <laughs> but uh, tom brady has uh, agreed to a 10-year 375 million dollar contract with Fox Sports. Yeah, I this wouldn't be start. around my family for that money either. <laughs> and I'm sure they'd be happy about it. <laughs> yeah, if you're Daddy, that around. go to work. <laughs> yeah. uh, this will start whenever he decides to retire for real from the NFL. He's not retiring this season, so he will still be playing, obviously. And the $375 million over the 10-year period works out to $37 million a season. That is more than what ESPN is paying Joe Buck and Troy Aikman combined to be their new play-by-play tandem for Monday Night Football. They're making $33.5 million per year combined. This is a lot of cash, but Fox likes to have A, Hall of Famers, B, big names, and apparently he's going to work with Fox Sports in the boardroom as well to improve some of their partnerships elsewhere. So there's, uh, there's a method to the madness if you're Fox Sports here. I'm just happy to see Brady finally catch a break. <laughs> He's only made about three hundred and thirty-three million over his NFL career, so it's nice to see he can uh, he can cash in here. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. There are some fun slang terms for some terrible drugs. <laughs> like what? I've always liked the devil's dandruff. The devil's dandruff for cocaine. Yeah, for the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce is marijuana. The devil's yeah. dandruff is cocaine. <laughs> Pretty popular there with some of those Hollywood types, I understand. And one of them might be Amber Heard. The debate still rages. Mm -hmm. Did she snort cocaine on the stand during her testimony with, uh, with Johnny Depp? suing her for defamation she held a tissue up to her nose or a handkerchief up to her nose and seemed instead of blowing out to be sniffing in and there are some people out there who think that she was doing cocaine in plain view of everybody mm -hmm. including the tv cameras because that courtroom trial as we all know has been broadcast every second of it on television and then the internet we got a message from one of our taz and jim listeners they say that they have been partaking in the devil's dandruff for decades. They used to. They used to. Are they clean and sober they, now? They claim they were, yeah. But they're pretty convinced from what they saw. Yeah. They said 1,000% that it was a sneaky cocaine bump. 
I'm impressed, man. But I guess if you're an addict, you'll find ways to do creative ways to get your fix, right? There could not be a more difficult place to do cocaine. You're on live television in the court of law beside police officers and a judge. With an A-list celebrity sitting across from you. Yeah, and he can smell that stuff from a mile away. <laughs> Johnny Depp has a real internal compass. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody have a cocaine or... Got a, got a breeze over here. He starts floating like a cartoon character <laughs> when they're hungry. <laughs> they smack, catch a whiff of something good. Mm. Well, uh, you know this has been ratings gold, the the Depp Heard trial. So they're obviously going to try and keep it going long after it's done. And there's a new television show that has been developed based on what's going on in the courtroom. Coming soon, inspired by Amber Heard, a new high-stakes, fast-paced courtroom drama where everyone's high on cocaine, even the judge. Order in my court. Order in my court. Why is this gavel now? Oh, this is a straw. Never mind. Sorry. Order in my court. The witnesses are high on cocaine. Yo, bro, I don't know if the person who stabbed that guy's in the courtroom, but look at that chick at the typewriter. Hey, babe, you want to go to Coachella with me? The lawyer's high. On cocaine. Ah, yes. Before the jury goes behind closed doors and deliberates the fate of my client, I have but one question to ask. Does anyone else miss the 80s? The jury is high on cocaine. Has the uh, <clears throat> jury made its decision? Um, no. Can we uh, take a bathroom break? Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's uh, recess and meet in the bathroom just one more time. The announcer for this ad is high on cocaine. Okay, you know what? Can we wrap this up? It's like 4 a.m. The People's Cocaine Court, where everyone's high on cocaine. Hey, who pooped in my robes? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.